Welcome to Law in the Bush, a regional, rural, remote podcast by the University of New England's Law School. Hello, welcome to Law in the Bush. I'm Lisa Ward, I'm your presenter. Today we're speaking to Professor Paul Martin of UNE's Law School. Now, Paul, you are a professor of law and head of what I think is called the Ag Law Centre. Can you tell me, is that the right name and what it's about? The centre is the Australian Centre for Agriculture and Law, but we shorthand it to Ag Law Centre. It's just easier to say. The centre basically is specialist research of the issues that are important to rural communities. Paul, I mean, UNE is a university that is situated in a rural community up high on the mountaintops, Northern Tablelands. What's different about UNE compared to, say, other universities? Well, in terms of our our law school and particularly the Ag Law Centre, we're the only law and policy research centre that's focused on agriculture, rural communities and the like. And there is a major need for that. Every day you'll see something in the press about a a legal issue or it might be a water policy, the new carbon market stuff. All of these things are really complicated issues. And having a group of researchers who know the rural context is really important. Um, I'm very proud that our university has committed some years ago to doing that. It's something that is quite fundamental. Agricultural law covers such a wide diversity of areas. I mean, it's not just about plants. It affects people's lives. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about the research that people are doing in that area. I mean, across many areas. When you start thinking about agriculture and law, we think of it in terms of the rural natural resource base, but also the rural community. And so we've done a lot of work on environmental issues, for example, water policy or biodiversity protection. And we've done lots of work, not only in Australia, but in other countries around some of those issues. We also look at the effect on rural people, rural communities. And so some of the issues about law reform and efficiency. We're doing a big project at the moment, working with New South Wales Landcare and some other organisations around trying to create a more viable funding model for rural stewardship, as an example. So we do an enormous range of things. Well, that crosses straight into my next question. Why is there a need to research in that area? So you're doing something that's about New South Wales land care, and I wonder, is there a flow-on effect to policy? This particular work is very much focused on policy, and a lot of our work is. Unlike many of our other law colleagues who are focused a lot more on the doctrine, on the, the rules and how they can be interpreted. We're focused a lot more on the institutional arrangements, the structures, the power base, the implementation, the administration, and we're focused on things that will benefit the community and will protect the natural resource base. Quite often we're writing material that goes into policy. Sometimes we are commissioned to do policy research. For example, the New South Wales government not long ago got us to look at the uh, right to farm legislation and compared to the Australian or the New South Wales approach to what's happening internationally. That sounds incredibly exciting and powerful what you're doing. Is there an interdisciplinary approach to it? Because you said that other law colleagues focus on the nuts and bolts of legislation and cases. How does it work in practice with the researchers? One large program we ran for a number of years was for the Invasive Animals Cooperative Research Centre. 
and we looked at the, amongst other things, at the institutional issues that limit community ability to work on those things. We ran workshops across Australia with many different bodies, and we identified what were the things that make their life more difficult, what stops them being effective. We fed that into various policy documents. One of the difficulties is you never know where they've had influence because government people, quite rightly, they pick up whatever they can get that's useful, and sometimes they say, we got this information from these researchers, and many other times they don't. They just take the information and they use it. But in some areas, we think we've had quite a significant impact. That's great. You're listening to Law in the Bush, a law research series about regional, rural, remote law by the University of New England. For the Ag Law Centre, what do you think its future direction will be? If we look at our programs, we have one set of programs around natural resources. That's definitely going to continue and it's always getting more complicated and some ways more strong. We also do stuff on rural communities and I expect that that will continue to work. We never know what's going to come up, community activism and engagement and those sorts of issues. An area that we've been given more recent focus on is the governance of technologies. And so we've looked at robotics and the issues there. We wrote a paper for the Chinese government, for example, on the regulation of, uh, of robotic technologies. Can I just interrupt for a second? Is that robotic technology as it affects rural communities? As it affects agricultural production, how these things should be regulated or not regulated, and the kinds of complexities that will be involved going forward in managing these rapidly changing technologies. You've worked on projects that uh, you've had international collaborators around the world, Brazil, Iceland, I can't remember them all, there's too many to mention, and all around Australia. Are you looking for more collaborators in the future to widen the impact of your research? Collaboration is one of the kind of philosophical elements that we work with. We like to work with people. We don't like to just work on the books. We like to work with the people. That gives you a much clearer understanding of the real issues. In terms of future collaborators, the funding for for Rural Stewardship got a group of collaborators there from Australia, from Queensland, New South Wales, and West Australia at the moment. We want to bring in more on that work because it's going to influence, we hope, the policy platforms of different political parties heading into the next election, for example. People with an interest in more viable funding for rural stewardship, yes, of course we'd like to work with them. That sounds amazing. I look forward to hearing more about that. You always have a lot of things going on concurrently. Right now, for example, PhD students. So I have a PhD student who's a judge in Papua New Guinea and she's working on sharing of benefits of mining projects. We have another who's doing work on farmers' rights in Ethiopia, for example. So we have a variety of things going on at any one time. With that sort of research, what type of methods would they use? One of our strengths is we are very strong methodologically. We use a mixture of approaches. A lot of systems-type thinking is a significant influencer. A lot of institutional analysis is part of it. Every now and then, of course, we, we're always drawing on statistics and numbers. And then there's the legal skills of analysing documents and understanding them. So almost all of our projects use multiple methods. It sounds very exciting. It's fantastic to hear that you're encouraging collaborators and PhD students from all around the world who have an interest in the environment in many shapes and forms, including to do with 
justice. Thank you, Professor Paul Martin. You've been listening to Law in the Bush. Thanks for listening. We want to hear from you. Please fill out our survey in the link below.